Hi, and welcome to the Crit Hit Wild podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel Crisis Protocol and review a different character every week. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Brad. I'm Fred. And I'm Brandon. Yeah, I got right into it right there. Uh, this is going to be our Cable episode, uh, suggested to us by... It was it Tim? It was Tim. It was Tim. So thank you, Tim, for uh, giving us a recommendation for Cable. We actually have some more recommendations uh, coming in, so... Uh, any comments that you guys want to leave us or email us or if there's a particular character that you want, we do we do look at them and we do put them down as like a priority to do. So feel free uh, if there's anything you want us to talk about or if there's anything, any, any particular character you want us to cover. And uh, we'd love to do it. We'd love to hear from you guys. Um, well, before I get into anything else, how you guys doing? You guys doing all right? I know, Fred, you're tired. I'm, I'm tired, but I'm all right. I'm doing fine. It's it's just been a long rainy week at work and I've been uh, I I'm muddier yesterday I was muddier than I've been in months but I survived. You can never tell. You always just sound so peppy. You're a true inspiration of positivity. Are we sure it's it, mud that you were covered in? Uh, he, he hopes so. Yeah, you don't want to cross this bridge. <laughs> As someone who knows what you do for a living. Uh, I'm worried. Let's not cross this bridge seriously. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Brad? You all right? Uh, I'm also tired, but I'm fine. Well, that's good. You doing all right, Brandon? Yeah, I know you're feeling better. Yeah, definitely feeling better. But He's, I'm on uh, the three in a row train because I've already, uh, as from Monday, I've worked 52 hours this week. So that is disgusting. It's, yeah, it's not okay. I actually uh, got home. I left. I left my house at like 5:30 this morning, but I got home at three, which has been the earliest day I've had all week. Nice. Um. Uh, However, I immediately went to sleep. That's fair. Well, th- well, at least you woke up and you're here with us now. That's great. Yeah, I was actually kind of worried about it, but... And you're not all jacked up on the meds? No, I'm all jacked up on root beer. Root beer, there you go. And you put down your mining pick, you're not in the salt mines anymore, chipping away? You know, we're just out here <laughs> drinking uh, good old A&W root beer made fresh at the A&W restaurant. Oh well, my god, I could go for some root beer right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, after this record, I may drive to the store. <laughs> we'll just take you record on your phone. Just take your phone with you and go to the store right now, and we'll just do a live feed of you going to like Go Mart and getting root beer. All right, here's a hot take for you. Here's a here's a hot one. So if next time we have Vampire Fred, I will pick up a gallon of A and W root beer from the restaurant and bring the. Vampire. Oh my god! It, it's a date. Oh my god! That's exciting. Can I get a picture? Do you guys just I'm like have the time of your life? Oh, look at well, he didn't offer it to you, Brad. No, it's, 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 it's it, yeah, it's it's. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I, would, I would. Let's let's make that very clear. I wouldn't. Brad was part of the inspiration because I feel like he wanted to ask me to bring him some. You're He's already, He actually asked me to bring him some. I earlier. did before we started recording. I asked you to bring me some. Yeah. Uh, you're a very giving guy, Brandon, and we love you to death. You're our favorite. Um, we out here. All right. Uh, well, one thing I want to shout out really quick. Um, Ooh, oh, God. Uh, just to kind of chime in of some stuff that we have talked about the last couple episodes. Uh, Brad does have a Patreon that is on the Cerebro MCP website. And we have, uh, he has hit his goal of uh, putting, putting working on, which we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, in the Cerebro news. But just a big shout out for everybody 
that uh, that chips in and pitches into Brad's Patreon. He's done a lot of hard work. He's put a lot of effort into Cerebro uh, and keeping up with it and stuff and making sure that, I mean, when you ask me, it's the best app out there for MCP. So uh, just shout out to everybody that pitches in. Uh, it, it really does mean a lot, and it's crazy to just, like, get that kind of support uh, when we're just kind of on here rambling. And even though he's making an app, put a lot of work into it, it's just it's really nice to have a community that's like kind of supporting toward that so thank you very much also on our youtube uh we're just steadily getting subscribers i know that initially we wanted to do uh like battle reports like recorded battle reports and maybe we'll get back to that at some point but it's just kind of been tricky like schedules and uh what we have to do is just like record the games and get them up and stuff like that so we haven't posted that in a while but even though we haven't done that uh we're still like steadily just uh increasing in subscribers so if you're listening on youtube and you're checking it out or you listen to us on spotify uh just thank you for the support and for checking out the content it means a lot to us and if you do listen to spotify uh you can find us on youtube even if you don't listen to it on youtube feel free to give us a sub and a like and a share that way we can get more people listening uh but yeah i just wanted to give a, a quick community shout out thank you guys for listening um so like I said, this is the uh, Cable uh, episode. I think uh, we, we have actually quite a bit of stuff that I want to cover uh, in the news and announcements section. So before we get into any of that, I think I am going to flip-flop it a little bit, and I'm going to let you kind of talk about Cerebro, because the news and announcement stuff is probably going to be a little bit more in-depth. So if you want to go ahead and take that over, Brad, feel free. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so as... Uh, Jared pointed out, um, we reached the goal, so I have started working on the app version of Cerebro. Um, I've got some minor updates coming that's gonna that's gonna come out before the app version. Like people will be able to see it on the website, and it will be in the app for testing. Uh, the big thing is, I am very near the point of having the first working test version of Cerebro for people to test. That's the people on the Patreon get to test that. Uh, that's another reason to get on the Patreon and have it early. Um, and it, it it's just going to be a version of Cerebro that works exactly like the website, but lives on your phone as an app. It pulls lists and cards and stuff from the internet. Um, and then I'll start adding the offline features after I get it going. But I'm actually looking at the cable card on a unfinished version of the app on my phone right now. You did show me. You, you pulled it up yesterday and pulled yeah. up your app, and it is an app. It's, yeah. uh, it's on there. So doesn't have all the stuff yet, right? You still got quite a bit to do. It has. It. So I am I'm close enough that the only thing left as of this recording is to get the play section up and finished okay it's actually started but not finished everything else on the apps is working right now all right cool well uh once again thank you guys so much for uh kind of lending some support and making this a uh, thing that happens so hopefully soon uh at least patrons you'll be able to get your hands on uh the app and kind of test it out and send brad all the bugs so all right, uh, so going on into news. So I think you guys can all see my screen, right? Yeah. Everybody good? Okay. 
So, yeah. uh, one of the first things that we're going to be touching on, and if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, we're going to be taking a look at all the boxes that have been uh, kind of revealed for all the Hydra terrain uh, pieces. So, the first one we're going to be taking a look at here is the uh, Hydra Power Station terrain pack. So, I think it's confirmed that there are two of these in here. Um, let's see, I'll check the MSRP. So, they're MSRP in at $49.99. Uh, I mean, they look pretty cool. I don't know what size. I wonder if it says what size these are supposed to be. Uh, it does not. None of them are probably going to say the size. It does not say the size, but uh, it looks like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess, if you're not watching on YouTube, but just looks like a couple. I don't know. How would you, Fred, you're, you're super, you're smart. How would you describe these? Okay, so how I would describe them are they are half- German bunker from World War Two, and half uh, chemical factory with a bunch of pipes and and steam uh, coming out of it. it. It looks very interesting. Uh, my guess—I uh, don't know the size—but my guess is these are going to be size three terrain features, kind of similar to the uh, newsstand okay. situation. That's my I guess. Would've, I would have also said three. Uh, yeah, that, I, I could be wrong, but uh, they they also have the Hydra symbol emblazoned on the front of the uh, German bunker design side. So uh, they are they look pretty neat. Uh, they they're they're well painted. These these ones. Uh, I, I will probably not be buying these if I'm to be perfectly frank. I was getting ready to ask you because you've been playing a lot of Hydra. I didn't know if you tried to get a theme going or. You know, I, I, I considered it, and I am much more likely to buy another thing that is one of these uh, in, in what was released. It's a couple tabs over here. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we're, 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 one that's a couple tabs <laughs> over. But uh, uh, these two, I, I mean, they are neat. They are pretty. But I don't think that they excite me as much as some of the other stuff. Okay. All right. What about uh, you guys, Brad and Brandon? You guys like this? You think you're going to pick it up? What do you think? Well, you know me. Uh, you weren't around, know, in the, yeah. and, and you weren't around the Gilball days. But I got a lot of Gilball terrain. I got a lot of MCP terrain so far, and I am not buying this. Really? I don't like I don't like the Hydra terrain. If it was, I don't know, like mutant themed, I'd be all over it. But like, I just don't care about Hydra. So, right. what about you? You, you know what it is? Nope. Uh, they're they're brutalist architecture it's like lots of concrete and a lot of straight lines yep i and... like the designs of these a lot i just don't okay, care just for like the hydra, hydra thing if they were generic i'd probably even yeah like I'll, I'll be uh, the uh i don't like uh, like it the the look of them is intentionally fascistic <laughs> yeah. which is yeah <laughs> they've done a good job with like Nailing, I feel like the theme like really, really well. Oh, oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. You like them, Brandon? You gonna pick them up? Or you gonna pass? I'm not buying these. Um, I don't, I don't buy terrain. Um, I That's do think they're really cool though. Didn't That's, you buy the space terrain? No. Oh, I thought you did. I've never actually per. I have purchased. I lied. I have purchased a extra taco truck that somebody had. Okay. That's the there... only piece of terrain I've ever purchased. Uh, you, you have the, uh, you have the soda box, right? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't buy it for the terrain. Uh, I have, I do have terrain, or terrain. I do terrain. have some. I just, yeah. Terrain. 
No. Ooh, terrain. I do have terrain. I just um, do not. Uh, I don't buy it. I, I but I think it's really cool. Like if I played Hydra, I'd be really enticed to buy it because I do. I also like that we're getting other affiliation based terrain. Like I feel like it's always been that is like cool, good yeah. guy and stuff terrain. Um, mm -hmm. And I know we got the the construction set for Fisk, but that wasn't. I mean, that just is a construction set. Like this is like very specific. Like this is what it is. Like yeah, yeah. This and, is Hydra. And no one... This is Cabal. This is. Uh, if you have these on the table, that means that this is taking place in a Hydra facility, and it's a Hydra facility that's getting blown up and destroyed instead of a city street. Yep. I like that, like, uh, there's enough terrain, like, coming out to where you can kind of, like, really set up, like, an era. So, like, if you wanted to, like, play, like, a thematic game and have, like, old-school Hydra versus, like, kind of old-school shield, like, you could totally do that. that I also hate cool. the price on these terrains. Uh, uh, what would I say just, this was? That's just that's just <clears throat> so 50, 50? 50 bucks but, for these two. Yeah, that's just me uh, though. Like I, I, I just it's hard for me to be like I could buy two model kits for this. Yeah. And mm, you can't buy two model kits like one and a half. You buy, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you could buy a. I could buy a thirty-fiver, and then I could buy like a Boba Fett. Ah, that's true. Yeah, he, oh, from two different game systems, he could do. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah. I I want to point out that if there's some way to leave off that um, Hydra symbol, like that it's optional, then this would make pretty good Scatterpoint train. Oh, there you go. Ah, I like that. That's clever. All right, let's move on to the next piece. So this is going to be the uh, Hydra tank terrain. That comes with an ultimate encounter. So this is coming in at MSRP sixty nine ninety nine. Uh, nice. So nice. seventy bucks, a uh, little expensive there. But <clears throat> looking at the tank, uh, I did not realize that it had a Red Skull mini. Yeah. That pops out of it. So that's pretty cool. I'm sure that you'll be able to take it off. They have done an amazing paint job on this. I mean, it looks yeah, it looks pretty fucking sweet. Fresh. You got a little uh, Johan Schmidt in there. Yeah, I, I. It also comes with an ultimate encounter. Yeah, uh, it is basically just an ultimate encounter. Right? Like you can, it's like, you, like it's a part of the ultimate encounter, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. I now I wonder what size this is going to be. Like it has to be a, I would a four or five. Four. You don't think it would go up to a five? Nah, I think it's going to be a five. I, I think it's if it's a four, it's not going to... I don't think it'll be throwable. So I think it... I actually, in one team, I think it'll be a five. I swear to God, if this is unthrowable, that's... Like, if it's a four and it's unthrowable, that's nutty. Like, I don't like that in this game. Like, I like the game because I can destroy the terrain. The Quinjet makes me upset. I agree 100%. I, I yeah, think you that should be able to throw the I mean, I guess, like, it's up to the T.O. If the T.O. was like, this is size 4, you can throw it. Then, you know, that's one thing. But the fact... But that's going to be on, like, a T.O., you know, case-by-case -case basis. Or, or, But if you're just having, like, a fun game and, like, both players on, like, a casual night, they're like, we should be able to throw this. Okay, let's throw it. Like, that's totally fine. But I always kind of approach stuff a little bit more from, like, a competitive uh, mindset. And uh, per, as per AMG, the Quinjet is not throwable. And... I don't like how the rules operate when you have like things with like wings. Uh, I distinctly remember I um, the first time I encountered that was uh, at a tournament, and there was a uh, Milano 
uh, figure that was on the table, and it had like a wingspan and stuff, and it was just kind of wonky uh, because I knew what had to happen, but my opponent wasn't as sure, and it got just a little confusing, uh, being like, you know, you can't go underneath the wing, you have to stop and kind of like gauge it like on the outside and stuff. So I don't know. I wingspan stuff gets wonky in this game, and I don't like non-throwable stuff. So in in tangent. Uh, I agree that I hate the idea of non-throwable terrain. Yeah. I, I just think for what I, it just, this feels like something that won't be throwable to me. I don't know why. Maybe it'll be, I bet you're right. The ultimate encounter that it can't be thrown. That would be the best case scenario. If it's yeah, in the I, ultimate I would, encounter, that's that. completely fine. But I it, think as okay. a terrain piece, it'll be throwable. I hope so. I really do. This does look uh, really cool though. And I'm very interested in what the ultimate encounter uh, would kind of be about. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're trying to take down like this massive tank, and that seems pretty badass to me. Have you ever seen this in the comics, Brad? Uh, no, but I'm not reading the right comics to have seen this. Fair enough. Uh, so yeah, what do you guys think? Will any of you be picking this up? I guess on a yeah. scale of like one to ten, what would you give this uh, as a terrain piece? Uh, we'll start there. This is Fred, I, I, I'll give that. I'll give this guy a solid seven point five. Did you just introduce yourself? He did introduce himself when he gave this. <laughs> you know what? For some reason, I thought to myself, no one's gonna recognize my voice. I'd better introduce myself. You As have if I wasn't always on this podcast. I feel I like I all of us have like our voices are different to where, like I think at best, me and Brandon might sound the closest. But I, I feel like probably yeah I don't, I, I don't think there's but I, yeah I don't think there's any world where people aren't gonna recognize Fred no, or Brad <laughs> they're definitely gonna recognize Brad and they're gonna recognize Fred yeah so uh, uh, I don't I don't no, think any of us sound alike but we're also always around each other so like we're probably never gonna think we sound alike you know what true. leave us a comment if you think any of us sound alike <laughs> yeah, yeah let us know in the comments uh <laughs> if you listen on spotify make sure you go to our youtube channel subscribe to it first before you do anything and then let us know in the comments what you think <laughs> we're on uh, more than just spotify uh yeah i guess i forget because you sent us like the spotify like analytics but yeah whatever you listen to us on if you're not watching listening to us or watching on youtube feel free to go down subscribe and then let us know if we sound like each other well uh, what would you give no. it, brandon it's one to ten uh, what would you give it I actually love this terrain piece. Um, I love that it comes with an ultimate encounter. I love the way it looks. I like that Red Skull's on it. Like, I like a, literally about everything about it. The only thing that would be kind of weird, I hope that like the Red Skull piece, you can set it up pretty easily to where you can remove it, because I don't like the idea of him in it I don't think like game. I think that, so I think he probably slots in, and like you could glue, or you just, you know, he's probably something that just like, there's like a little indenture like at the top. You probably just either you know put them in or put yeah. them out. Like it's, I don't think that you're gonna have to do that. It could be gravity held because it it's on the top. Yeah. So yes. You yeah. It, it could just literally sit right in. Um, other than that, I, I would like it to come with maybe some like, like some twos and maybe some ones with it. That's fair. Like, I think I would. Let me maybe check the some barricades. I doubt it does because I feel like that would be in the picture, but it doesn't hurt to. Uh... Can you see the back of the box? The back of the box will show it. it well, I do not have a picture of the back of the box. I only have the two of the tank and then the front. I can't flip it. So, uh, There's no way. Like, it would show right here if it did. So there's, it, it yeah. just is going to come with this, which is a little lame. I think I'm right there with you. Like, even if it just had some, like, 
barrels or some crates or something like that. I yeah. think or that would be them, like yeah, the old uh, old wooden crates from this era. Yeah. Or like, like the those uh, uh they look like jacks those with steel girders uh, uh welded together. Uh they were tank traps back in the day. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. I, just, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Kind of jacks. Yeah. 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 But maybe they didn't have the room that on the was... on the spurs. Like this is a lot of model. So Yeah, true. What would true. you what would you give it, Brad? One to ten. Uh I don't know. It's a pretty good piece, like an eight. This one I might actually buy because it comes with. Um, I'm gonna say eight five for play. the record. I did not give it a rating. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> I forgot that you didn't say a number. So okay. eight. wait, hold on. Did I give it the lowest grade? You did. Yeah, yeah and Brandon gave it the highest. Oh well, hold on. I, I really I like the terrain piece, and uh, Jared is not giving us a good uh, yeah. I, I do not like the price. Seventy dollars is a lot. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get my rating. Jared here, I give it an eight. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to introduce myself. I'm Brad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to the last piece uh, that is coming for the Hydra uh, terrain. Uh, so this is the Hydra turret terrain uh, coming in at the MSRP of sixty four ninety nine. So all this Ooh. shit is really expensive, and you're not getting more. So this looks like it's you know two pieces or or two um, pieces of terrain. Um, Kind of similar. It's got like kind of like a bunkerish look on the concrete work with the hydro symbol in front, and then it's got two um, kind of like blue plasma cannon looking things kind of sticking up uh, out from it the back of them. It has options. It does have options. It does have options. Ooh, I only got one picture to look at. Uh, optional head. Option. Op uh, so the description reads. Uh, equipped with optional heads that make it ready for any situation, the turret adds thematic depth to any battlefield, especially uh, those reaching characters from Hydra. So these look like plasma cannons. They might have something that's like a rocket cannon. Um, like the picture uh, shown here looks like like a double cannon. Maybe they have like a big singular cannon. So they probably have different stuff like that. But <sighs> this one, like this one, and then the um, like the, the non-tank. The non-tank. Like, even the tank, to Brandon's point, because you're not getting a character with it. Like, Thanos. Thanos' box was, like, around that price, but you got, like, a really good character, lots of cards, an ultimate encounter, uh, and then a terrain piece for his throne. That, you're not getting a character. You're just getting the big tank, although the tank is cool. You're kind of paying for, for the ultimate encounter there, uh, a little bit extra. I feel like this this is like a really hard sell for me. Like the other one was fifty, and like I can accept that, but sixty five for these two turrets, I don't know. Like that seems, ah, uh, seems you, too much for me. What do you guys think? Uh, do you think these are threes also? I, I mean, looking at I them, think these are fours. I they think they're twos. You think another not? They can't be twos. They, they, they're so uh, the cost. I bet they're twos. There's no way oh, they're man, twos. They're You're not paying seventy dollars for twos. No, these are no, these are large. Mm -mm. I think these have got to be fours. <laughs> if these are not fours, then someone should be fired. I think that or they. Someone... I, I think that they're fours. Like I think that the power stations are threes. I think that these are fours. And then I, God, that would put the tank at a five, if that's how it's like rolling through. Maybe the tank's a four. There's no way these are twos, dude. Do you think it's the other way that the that the power stations are twos and, and these, these are threes? threes? That could be a possibility. Not ah, I mean, that, that still is really rough sell though. It is really rough sell. That that yeah. worsens it. I hope these are fours. 
I, I would say the, powers are threes and these are fours. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm calling it. Hot take. But that's Cross too many threes and fours to have on a table. Uh no. Uh, two fours and two threes. No, that's not too much. And then you just fill it with generic mm. ones twos. I don't think so. Like I, one I've set fight. up a lot of tables, Jared. That's too many. Well, it's not too many threes. But with the fours, I think that's too many. I mean, I three, think if if it's three fours, that is a lot. I know. Oh, yeah, definitely. It, no, it's not three well, fours. I was, talking about, I was talking about the tank. Yeah, with the tank. Oh, if you do the yeah. tank too, yeah. It could be a it could be a three and a two like that one is dra- looks drastically smaller. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you might be right there. Maybe one's one size and one's another. Okay, that makes. However, if sense. this is sixty five dollars for a three and a two, throw it in the trash. Like these, it could be a they four and a cool. three. It could be a four and a three. They they look cool. Yeah, they do look cool. That's just that's too to much get for two pieces. Five pieces of terrain, and an ultimate encounter. You'd have to spend what a hundred and ninety five dollars. Uh, so what was uh, the first set? The first set was 50, right? Yeah, so you're looking yes. at 50, 65, so, so 100, 105 plus uh, 185. 115. 115. Or 115, and then 70. 180. Yeah, 185. Like, the tank. The $150 I spent on that pre painted terrain mm-hmm. that hasn't shown up yet uh, feels a lot better. Yeah, I mean, like that. These are only five dollars more than the tank, and with the tank, you're at least getting the ultimate counter. I feel like there was maybe a little bit of a miss. Like, I think that this would feel a lot better if they had snuck in, like some ones. Yeah, I think that if there was, dramatic. yeah, something just a little bit more supplemental. Uh, and I'm not saying that maybe you can't like kit bash because if these have alternate heads, you know, maybe there's something you can do there with that. Um. But I feel like maybe just a little bit more supplemental stuff in the uh, turrets and then the power stations. I mean, even the even the sentinel packs came with terrain. Yep. 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 The one cool thing is if you can make these without the Hydra logo, this tur these or at least this kit pit, wow kit in the power station do translate really well to a lot of other war games. I think. Yep. Yeah, and to Brad's yeah. point, like if you don't have to put the Hydra symbol, these would be great in like Shatterpoint, <laughs> like too. Like whenever that game comes out, yeah. these would be great. Like these and... would be good Star Wars Legion terrain pieces. Like yeah, I think uh, they'd be really good in a lot of games. Yeah, the Shatterpoint terrain would probably be pretty good in MCP. In MCP, yeah. So yep, that'd be uh, the more value you can get out of the stuff you buy, the better, right? And um, I guess if you are looking to use these in multiple game systems, maybe this will be a good purchase if you're only playing MCP. I mean, if you ask me, I think these are a little bit of a pass, even though they do look pretty cool. So, uh, It's the price, man. It's the pr- price if, if the price was not this high, I would say, you know, these are probably worth picking up. But I honestly, I think if it all came together, I think the most I would spend on it would be like $100. How much was Fisk? 40 yeah, so what? This is twenty five more than Fisk for two I pieces. I believe the Fisk boss was forty. No, I, no, no, there's no way that's only forty. It has to be more than that, right? It was either forty or fifty. I know it's less than this, and you get so much more. Uh, oh, the like, terrain pack. Yeah, it's a really good deal. I don't remember what it was. I've almost. I it's such a good deal that I've almost bought it numerous times. 
And like I said, <laughs> that's like I, I've literally, but I've I got really um, I got real like stingy about it, and I was like, you know what? I'll just wait for it to uh, go on sale at a, a shop and buy it then. And uh, you know that never happened. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't own it. It is fifty five dollars on their website. All right, let's go fifty five. Yeah, so ten bucks, ten bucks less, and you get so much more. So if you need yeah. terrain for this game, if you're getting into it, get that instead. Get the corset. Yeah, get the buy the corset and, and the then get that, stuff. and then you're good to go. All right, uh, let's move on to uh, one like the two bigger uh, things that we've kind of seen that are it's a little bit more exciting. We have uh, a new kit that we've been showing the miniatures for, and that is for Agent Venom and Spider Woman. So uh looking at them i mean they look i like the way that they look so i'm not like a huge uh like i am a marvel fan and i i do like comic books but my knowledge of it is like not when you compare it to brad it's very very minimal um so i don't know uh exactly what all agent venom can do but i love this miniature i know i saw some people complaining online uh about him uh, what Are they think? complaining because he hardly ever actually uses Venom tentacles? Yes. <laughs> so it's wild that they chose this pose. It's uh, Somebody said, has he even ever shot guns with his tentacles in the comics? And I do, Not that I know of. Now, I haven't read every appearance of him, but I've read quite a few. He's my favorite Venom. <laughs> Yeah, okay. he's also the Venom that's the most in control of the symbiote, correct? Yes, absolutely. Is is this uh is the character that this is for uh is it Peter Peter Parker's bully? No, it's yes, yes. Flash, Flash Gordon. Yeah, I think it said so. Flash Thompson, the, wow, who has Flash no Yeah, once a high school bully to Peter Parker, the matured Flash Thompson enlisted in the armed forces to turn his life around. Uh, oh boy! And then coming he home from the war without his legs. Yeah, he lost his legs in the war. Yeah, agreed to undergo um, a dangerous procedure that would see him bonded to the Venom symbiote. Which war? <laughs> Is it just uh, a mi- war? unnamed Middle Eastern war? Unnamed yeah. Middle Eastern war. Yeah. So, do we think? And what he like we- super. This character in the comic <laughs> super idolizes Spider-Man too, right? Uh, yes, Flash, big Spider-Man fan, uh, big Peter Parker bully. Also, Fred, just to, I think, I think originally it was the um, Operation Desert Storm. Okay, but that that hasn't that can't be anymore. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so these, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. So this, he was he's Spider-Man fan. So these would like. We should be able to take both, right? Because you just can't take the same alias. So we'd have a Venom, Eddie Brock, but also... Well, this is Agent Venom, so there are two different things. Yeah. So you could take them both, right? Yes, yeah, so you can take them both. Yeah, so... Even I don't know. though it's the same entity in yeah, both? But, Even though it's but Venom. To be, fair, symbiotes, to be fair, symbiotes okay. can separate, so there could be two Venoms at the same the, time. There never has been two Venoms. So while Flash Thompson was Venom, Eddie Brock was anti-Venom. Yes. And then they... <laughs> oh, I said that there's not the been... I, I said there's not been two Venoms, but there's literally two Venoms right now in the comics. Anyway, and then they switched. 
So now Flash is anti-Venom. So just imagine the white and black switched on this costume. And then Eddie got Venom back. And also Eddie's son is Venom right now. Oh, boy. He's like, he's like 12. Oh, boy. Well, either way, I like the way this model looks. I think it looks cool whenever they do... Uh, kind of little flimsy bits like this, like this, it makes me a little bit nervous to transport, but uh, it'll probably hold up pretty good. So, I like this model. I, uh, I think it'll be cool. I'm getting this pack for this model. Yep. Uh, going they, they, on. Woman's a bonus. Yeah. So we got. They tend to hold up very well. Like even when they do this. I've uh, not like had Carnage. any trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Carnage is surprisingly sturdy. Yeah. Storm, I play her. All the time. Never had an issue. Uh, we also have Spider-Woman, a.k.a. Jessica Drew. So, uh, I don't know. Are you know. sure it's Jessica Drew? I thought so. Maybe not. It is Jessica Jessica Drew. Drew got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, she looks cool. I don't know. I was very disappointed. I was hoping for Julia Carpenter. I don't know anything about this character other than that she's a 5'7 who gives you minus one power on Snap. So mm, nice. That's all. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> she was created by Hydra. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she could be Hydra affiliated. Uh, she could be a force. She could be. She shouldn't be, but probably will be. Web warriors. That's cool. She yeah. There's like literally no reason for her to be a web oh. warrior, and she's almost certainly going to be. Yeah. Agent Venom will probably be a web warrior. Probably shouldn't be. He will almost certainly be a guardian of the galaxy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it does say that in the affiliations possible. Like, it doesn't say who gets what, but it says these will offer a great addition to X uh, affiliations and guardians of the galaxy is one of them. Oh, what's the list? It's it's on oh, there, right? Let me uh, let me read the full description. It says it on there. I, I definitely read it. Okay, yeah, here we go. This pack adds beautifully sculpted miniatures of both characters to players' teams and also provides four new Team Tactics cards to give them even more options when fighting alongside other spider-themed heroes, the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, and more. Yeah. It was, it was very, very weaselly written. <laughs> It, he yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't blunt like the Rhino pack. Yeah. Well, uh, pretty cool models. Um, yeah, I look forward to this pack. I'll probably also pick it up just for this guy right here. So, yeah, uh, good stuff. Uh, speaking of uh, spider people, we have a affiliation pack that has been uh, shared by AMG. <coughs> so it's the Web Warriors affiliation pack. Uh, in that, you're going to be getting Peter Parker, uh, well, core Peter Parker, Miles, Gwen, and Venom, uh, regular Venom. And uh, cheekily, they have shared some cards. Now, they've covered up the ability text for Spider-Man, Venom, Ghost, and Ghost Spider. And then they have Miles in the forefront. Miles does not appear like there are any changes on his card. Now, these are the new uh, horizontal layout uh, cards. Uh, we can see in the back that all webbed up, lethal protector, trip up, sucker, uneasy allies, and uh, web barrier are all cards uh, that are coming in this affiliation pack. And one before thing... you move on, oh yes, 
What I noticed today that really pissed me off <laughs> because I was updating Cerebro stuff was you cannot see what card symbol. Oh, it's on the bottom of these. That, that's the tactics cards are going to have. Yep. So we do not know if it's a new symbol or if they're reprinting them with the old symbol or what. Uh... Because uh, Web Barrier is currently not playable in the standard tournaments. I bet that these will all be playable. I guess we'll see. I have had to bet money. Uh, it could be reworded, too. Some of them might change, yeah. I don't know. Um, but, looking at uh, the card, if you kind of notice, it's a little small, but if you're looking here on Core Peter Parker... Uh, he now has uh, six stamina, where he originally had five. So, holy oh, moly! Oh, we can. It's a mistake. Lovely? It's not a mistake. Is it a mistake? No. It now it's a mistake. No, that's not a mistake. This is a uh, this is a small buff. Now, again, they have covered up all the text on the other cards. It's a small buff. There could be a lot more too. There could be more on these cards that we don't know about. Uh, People. People have already got the X-Men cards and none of them changed. They're not changing anything. They might not change the text, but if I bet you he got this little stam nope. buff. Yep. It's a mistake. Uh, we'll see. People are going to freak out if it's a mistake. <laughs> I would say if, if he is buffed and is actually like a model that's worth putting on the table, which he currently is not, this is probably the best of the affiliation packs. Uh, that we've got so far, yeah. As far as just like, even if he's doesn't change, the other three models outperform yeah, any of these four models. I I don't know that Brotherhood one's really good. The Brotherhood one is yeah. probably like second second best. Yeah, but... I just wish the Brotherhood one was Juggernaut, Mystique, Magneto, and Toad for reasons that don't make any sense. I just wish it was a thing. <laughs> I hope that they. I hope that this is right. I hope that they do give him a small stam increase and that he starts to see more play. So, uh, yeah. So. But yeah, uh, good things uh, coming out of AMG this week. Uh, the terrain, a little meh, uh, coming from us at least. Uh, if you guys are planning on getting it, I mean, you can let us know. But uh, it's just a little costly there. Uh, Agent Venom and Spider Woman look really, really cool. And then this terrain, uh, not terrain, this affiliation pack coming out uh, seems pretty neat. And hopefully they have just a little sneaky, uh, sneaky buff in there for Peter. But uh, yeah, I think that's all for news and announcements, unless I've missed something. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about before we move on? I think we're good. All right. So uh, because our... Uh, announcements and like kind of news and stuff was so long-winded we're gonna skip over a couple segments that we normally do but um we can go on to talk about games uh we didn't actually play in any mcp this week uh i did play some legion last night with borka uh i know that the points updates dropped uh at the time of recording uh which we're recording on the 8th uh the points updates just dropped so congratulations to all the legion people <laughs> They've been wanting it for a while, and now that they they, they finally gotten it, um, but we did, we did play a couple games of Star Wars Legion. Uh, it was fun. I played some Shadow Collective. We played Skirmish. And I think the first game he played Rebels, and then the second game he played Empire. And that's a really fun game. If uh, you haven't tried out Legion and you're thinking about getting into it, 
we we played it like a while back. Kind of dropped it after. I know Brad, you dropped it right when like the Gar nerfs started hitting, right? Like all the points increases. Uh, what? Did you stop playing like right when the Gar nerfs hit? Oh, um, or was it a little bit before that? No, like I think I tried to play once after the the clone changes. Yeah, and I just. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. So, well, they uh, the the points updates made uh, Republic a little bit better. Uh, it's a fun game. Like I think that they're trying to undo some of the the heavy-handed stuff that I think kind of kind of came out the last time they did a, a balance. So it was a lot of fun. I had a blast playing it. If you if you're thinking about getting into Legion, they have uh, army. Battle Force boxes you can buy. I think it's like 150 uh, for each yeah, one, and it's pretty good value. And you get some cool That's stuff. That's MSRP. In them. You can actually find them for about 100 to 120 online. I think I've seen them for like 119, uh, or, or at least all the ones that I've seen. But yeah, uh, it's a good deal. Uh, get into it. It's a fun game. Shadow Force or geez, Shadow Collective is uh, really good. I, I enjoy playing them a lot. Uh, but yeah, other than that. I guess uh, we don't have any other uh, MCP games to talk about. Have you guys been playing any games recently? Well, I've been playing Callisto Protocol, but that that goes that's not relevant. What <laughs> chapter? What chapter are you on, Fred? I have to know. Uh, uh, so I am on the surface of Callisto, uh, which should tell you a bit about where I am. I'm not super far into the game can i be frank not into it you don't it's like not it as good as the game. no i mean i don't hate it it's a it's a competently made game but it's nowhere near what i wanted it to be yeah i think a lot of people have that i've been playing it and i've really been enjoying it i think i'm on the second to last chapter okay and i've been playing okay. on on the maximum difficulty maybe that's Dude. my problem i've been playing on an easier difficulty but uh, look at this guy playing on max difficulty. I don't do it for. I'm trying to platinum it. Like I'm trying to get it all like in one playthrough, and I've just about done it. I think I just need to beat the game, and I need to collect like two more collect like a few more collectibles, and then I'm I'm good to go. I like, even collectibles are not as well written as Dead Spaces were. No, I'm, I'm going to always be comparing this to Dead Space. That's your mistake, it, Fred. And and that is the problem. Yeah. That, that's, uh, what about you, Brandon? You've been playing. You actually been playing uh, Marvel Midnight Suns, right? You've been liking it. Yeah, yeah, I've been playing Midnight Suns. Uh, if I don't pass out after this, I'm probably gonna start it back up. I, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think the only like I know there's like negative reviews and stuff, but I really think a lot of them were because they did not understand the game they were like getting themselves into. I think that which... people were just expecting XCOM like three, but with Marvel characters, and it's just it's a different like it's still like Fire Axis did a good job with it. It's just a different type of like play. Yeah. Like, like you've got to understand that it, it is more what's that game? Was that game called Detroit where you kinda are just like slow playing like a movie? Oh That's Detroit Beyond Human feels. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's how this game feels. Like you're you're you get to do stuff, but for the most part, like you're really watching a story unfold. Mm-hmm. Um I enjoy it. It's also not as... Um, it is relatively complicated in the aspect of, like... Like, it's a card-based game, and if you just try to, like, spam through it, like, it won't happen. Yeah. 
I'm excited. I haven't picked it up yet. I know Aaron, uh, who I think we've talked about a few times at the cast before, but Aaron's been playing it. He's really been loving it. So that's a game I need to get. I I, I love the XCOM games, and I know this is not XCOM, but uh, I did I you look. Pay attention at all? What? I said, did you pay attention at all? It's not XCOM. That's what I said. This is not XCOM. <laughs> I, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, I, I, it's made by the people who made XCOM. And so for that reason, it will get that comparison. And it okay, is, uh, it, from what I hear, the system is really, really interesting. And it's something that I would like to play. Do you have a PS5? He has, no. a, he has an Xbox. I have an Xbox. Okay. I didn't know if you were like sophisticated or not. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I guess I'm the answer is no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm completely kidding. What about you, Brad? You been playing anything? Just well, I've been really excited to for this game coming to the Switch eventually. It's basically just XCOM with Marvel characters. Oh, oh yeah, that's what Marvel <laughs> yeah. Midnight Suns. <laughs> I I I played. A couple weeks ago, um, MCP game, and I played X Men Red, and that was fun. I'm playing Marvel Snap. Yeah, can I can I go on a quick tangent about Marvel Snap and like just do a little PSA? I don't know how many people who are listening play Marvel Snap. It is a fun card game, so you should get into it if if you feel like card games. Um, I would think that people would know this by now, but just as a PSA, if you play Daredevil, I've seen so many people put down Daredevil. And or no no I'll play Daredevil excuse me I'll play Daredevil, and then people will wait until the turn meter almost runs out and then they'll they'll play all their cards, and I think that people don't realize that. Uh, just as a quick like reference, what what Daredevil is is you play him down. He's a card. He's a two two. But on turn five of the game, you get to see where your opponent places their cards when normally you don't in this game. Uh, you both uh, play your cards at the same time. <clears throat> um, he lets you see where players put their cards and then what those cards are. And there's also like a, like a standard like Hearthstone or something like that. There's a timer, and that's how long you have to take the turn. People will wait until the very last second and then play those cards. And I think that they think that they're duping the Daredevil player because they throw them down. And then they're thinking he won't have enough time to see what I'm playing and then react to it. When in fact, the Daredevil card lets you wait until you see their cards and then it starts your own timer. <laughs> so please stop doing that. Just play your cards. I'm going to have my, all my time. Just play them. If, you, if you're not using Daredevil to play Professor X, I don't know why you're even using Daredevil. Oh, I have Professor X. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I it, when I get Daredevil, like I have an all X Men list. They're all mutants, except for Daredevil. It, when I pull Daredevil. Daredevil is going in that list, and Professor X is going back in. Yeah, like it's really good. That's a really strong combo. But just play your damn cards. I'm gonna get to play mine. Just do it. Quit, quit wasting so much time. That's it. That's in my rant. <laughs> all right. Well, um. I think with that, uh, we can move on to character review if you guys are ready. Sure. All right. So this week we are taking a look at Cable, a.k.a. Nathan Summers. Uh, he is a six stamina, short move, size two, 
five threat character. Uh, I say short move. I should note that he is on the medium size base, so he does get a little bit of extra movement uh, out of it. Uh, he has a three physical, three energy, four mystic uh, stat line, and he actually goes up one stamina on his injured side. So he starts at six and goes up to seven. Uh, Fred, you want to read the attack suite? Uh, sure. Uh, give me just a second. Yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. I'm, I think I'm gonna start doing that all the time. <laughs> uh, his first attack is an energy attack, the plasma rifle, and it is a range five uh that throws five dice and with zero cost uh it has the normal builder rules and it has wild incinerate uh and his spender is a mystic attack called ascani's son uh and it is an area <coughs> excuse me an area two attack with seven dice and it costs six power and uh for each attack that deals damage after the attack is resolved, remove one damage from this character. And now, uh, Jared, if you wouldn't do me the honors, can you flip over to the injured side? I can. Because, Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, on his injured side, Aksani's son goes to... Uh, it's a wild hit trigger for stagger, as well as that healing effect. And on a wild hit, he will stagger someone who is hit by this attack. Yep. So, so it gets better on the injured side. On seven dice, that's pretty consistent. Like it is. That's that's not bad. Yeah. That's pretty solid. All right. Uh, I'll take the leadership, and then Brad, if you want to read the actives, and then Brandon no. could read the rest. Yeah. So he has the leadership ability Wetworks, which is affiliation X Force. Uh, and it's pretty simple. Each allied character may reroll one die in their attack rolls once per turn. Uh, pretty, pretty bare. Uh, it's fine. It's an okay. Uh, not fine. It's uh, you're you're yeah, you're right. All right, go ahead, Brad. Uh, body slide by one cost two. Uh, place this character within two of its current position. The superpower can be used only once per turn. Uh, Omega level threat. It costs X. This character may spend one to four when playing this, paying the cost of the superpower. Choose an interactive train feature within range three and size equal to or less than the power spent to use this superpower. Though the chosen train feature medium, the superpower can only be used once per turn. It can only be used once per turn, but that's kind of like a, like a really miniature Magneto, right? Being able to have the yes. flexibility of what you're doing and the yes. meat. It's, uh, it's the second best train throw in the game. He can do it within three. Is Magneto three as well? Was that the like the yes. grab range? But he throws long. Yeah, he throws long. So it's like a really miniature Magneto, but still, it's a very very solid uh, throw ability. Uh, you want to take the rest of it, Brandon? Yeah. Uh, telekinetic shield, when this, which is reactive. When this character or an allied character within three of this character is targeted by an attack, this character may use this superpower. You can add two dice to the target character's defense roll against this attack. It costs two power. And then techno-organic virus suppression. During the power phase, this character gains one additional power. And the homeboy is immune to poison. 
I really like how you said the title of that in like a question form. It's like I'm Ron Burgundy. I really, I really enjoyed it. It was nice. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, uh, Cable, he is um, a point of contention when it comes to uh, what a good leader is. Um. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that that is one of the probably worst leaderships <coughs> in the game. Like, it's definitely on the lower end. And it's not even the worst Summers leadership. Yeah, yeah, no, it's better than that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. Damn. Uh, bow, bow, bow. You, you, can, you can holster that thing back now. You've done your work. Um... Yeah, so it's it's not the best. It's definitely very uh, very low rated, um, and the affiliation as a whole, while they have some good pieces to them, they got a little bit of, of um, they got a little bit of a boon whenever X twenty three and Honey Badger came out. Um, but this affiliation isn't highly played, and they're not. Uh, I don't know, like they they. Don't always seem to get the work done on the table, but we're not just talking about the affiliation. He does bring that affiliation, which is uh, sus at best, but uh, when we're also looking at the, at the character, he is a five-threat character, so uh, I think that's part of like what hampers the, the affiliation a, lo a little bit, is when you're kind of tied behind a very expensive uh, leader. That leader has to really do work, uh, either via support for your team or by how much he can murder. Uh, and I just don't know if Cable gets it done, but we'll start with you, Brad. What do you think about, uh, old Cable kind of going through it? Um, I want to like him. There's some good stuff. Like, his body slide's good. His mega level threat throw is really good. That leadership, I mean, I've played quite a few X-Force games, and I actually found that I won a lot more when I played as few X-Force models as possible. So my three affiliated models in my list ended up being Cable, of course, X-23, and Winter Soldier. Oh, and, <laughs> and then, oh yeah, and Domino. There we go. I was going to say, I had to, at, when I went wide, I had to have had one more. And then I played people like Baron Zemo. He is um, a good addition, yeah. Yeah, Baron Zemo, Nebula, Bullseye, um, people like that. And they worked better by just taking better models that happen to get an extra reroll sometimes. Yeah, like you talked about like body slide by one being good. Like, I, yeah. I, I will. I'll, so there's a tactics card that. It's not cables, but I feel like it's used on cable more often than not, and I think that it is worth talking about. Uh, so we'll cover that here here in a moment. But um, once you get cable into position, I've really found that there's not like a lot of scenarios that he can't like touch people. Like range five is crazy far. A medium base is you know it's when you're traveling with a medium base, you're getting good distance, but being able to place within two. And he always has the power, like it's online every turn because he always gets to power. Um, 
So once he's like kind of in the middle of the board, like he will touch anywhere that he wants to touch and shoot things. The only thing I think is like five I, threat for only having five <laughs> dice is yeah. Is like tough. I like that he has incinerate on it, but I almost would have just rather them take the incinerate off if that meant that he got like six. I don't know. I, I wish that his dice pool was a little bit higher for like a five threat, but like that's kind of a like I'm not a developer clearly. Yeah, he, like it doesn't feel good, is, but I don't know how much you could change it to make it like okay. He feels like he just falls just short. Yeah. If I may, he also like uh I know he's got that defensive uh shield ability mm-hmm. that costs power. But his his uh I'm worried about his survivability if he's not staying at, like, standby range. If he's not at extreme range from where combat's taking place. As you know, you should. He, he's got only 13 stamina total, right? And, uh, yeah, 13, yeah. Yeah, and uh, for someone who is a five-threat model who is really integral to your team... He's going to be all the way back. Uh, he doesn't have ideal defensive roles. They're not bad. You don't want your not... five threat to be a back point model. Right. That's yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be spending a lot of that power all the time because he's going to want to throw stuff. Yeah, he's always, like, body sliding. You're going to try to shield as much as possible. Like, he's not going to sit on, like, a ton of power. Like, you're going to be able to do a lot of stuff with his power every turn. But everything being front-loaded into, like, your five-threat leader, like, when you have to start there, it makes this building really rough. And I just don't know that... Like, he can kill stuff, but it's, like, he doesn't kill stuff any more than Baron Zemo does. Like, Baron Zemo murders more than he does. Um... So it's like, are you getting that, like, because, like, you have to put him forward to do the telekinetic shield. So, like, he can kill some stuff. He's not going to kill stuff more than, like, some of your three threat models. Is he supporting the team enough? I mean, he can, but he has to kind of be up there, which isn't really, like, what you want to do. I don't know. He's just kind of in, like, a weird spot. What do you think, Brandon? Um, Yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of with Fred and Brad a little bit. I think, I mean, like I want to really like Cable, um, but it feels bad play. It, it's kind of like uh, it's the same kind of feeling you get with like Doctor Strange for defenders. It's like you don't feel good having to play Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, I think Doctor Strange is probably a lot better than Cable. Uh, yeah, I think I could probably agree with that. So. One of one of the reasons I'm excited to be playing the X Men Red List is that Cable is in the list. I I don't get to use him very often. He's in the list, and he has good synergy with the list. Um, and he's clearly not the leader, but yeah, like there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with him in the game. Like I think that he actually can splash, uh, pretty well into you know two other affiliations. Like, well, not splash. He is part of the affiliations. I don't know. What I'm saying splash. Like, you would think that, oh, Cable, you know, you take him because he's the leader in X-Force, so you probably play with X-Force, but he's actually not bad in X-Men, and he's pretty good in Avengers. Like, you can, there's some jank he's that you can... He's great in Avengers. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of jank you can do uh, with, like, having him and Steve, putting Steve up, 
they try to hit Cable. Steve bodyguards. He vibranium shields. Cable telekinetic shields Steve. So he's rolling like a shit ton of dice. And then if you flip Steve over, he's counting blanks. So pretty much like if you have Cable and Steve on the table, Steve will never die. And you'll probably not hit Cable that much. So they play really well together. But I mean, when you're looking at what he's like, him being also actually, nine points, right? That is nine points. Yeah. So it is expensive, but but you get a teleport for one power. Yep. So you right. always get two shots. <clears throat> and the telekinetic shield, like every opponent turn, it's only going to cost one. Yeah. So. Does that reduce the omega level threat? No, it does not no. because it has to it have a. Good. Yeah, it doesn't do it on variable uh, superpowers. Like he's. That saving the power on body slide by one and telekinetic shield uh, will allow you to use omega level threat more often. Yeah. Yeah, like you, you're going to get crazy value in Avengers. And this conversation stole my whole uh, my whole segment. So. Oh well, you can still you can still do it. Don't don't cut that out. You use that. You can be a little bit more in depth. But um, yeah, like you look at him and he's got like a lot of really good things. I've actually played an okay amount of X Force. Uh, they just they struggle with scenario and with Cable being five threat. He's got a lot of really good stuff on there, but the leadership I think is very very weak. And he just he like he everything the on paper he seems really good, but I've had games where like all, like even with the one die once per turn, it's just not enough. And on a five threat character, excuse me, rolling five dice, uh, you know there's a lot of games where like you're strictly just coming down to dice. He has telekinetic shield. But no one in X-Force, or nobody that you're taking, is particularly sturdy. Uh, except for maybe Colossus, but I don't think that Colossus really plays into X-Force that well, as far as like what the rest of the team is wanting to do. So, I don't know. I, I feel like everything about him, like when it comes out, is just very middling. And then if you have bad dice rolls, like he feels really terrible for like a 5-threat character, because he's not really doing a whole lot of anything else. So. Let, let's do an interesting comparison here. So uh, last, uh, not last time, but we recently did Magneto. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of what we've said about Cable is also true of Magneto. But Magneto is absolutely fantastic on the table. Like Magneto is an expensive leader mm -hmm. and he is In a much better someone who likes to play, play back. Uh, and he's even more expensive than Cable. Well, but he doesn't have any of the same whinging because all of his stuff is like it, it's like turned up another notch past what Cable can do. Yeah, like there's a there's a one threat difference, but when you look at that one threat difference, you're getting like good stamina. Like I think more stamina. You're getting yeah. uh, even though his defense buff is just for him, he has a crazy good defense buff because you can use it on cable but i mean or you can't use it on other people but i feel like a lot of times it is going on cable to like protect him but yeah. I, I digress on that um there's a good chance if you put these characters side by side took away the threat value and asked people to assign threats between cable and magneto i think they would probably make magneto a six and i think they would most likely put cable at a four you think so I think you're right. I think, that I think that's you're probably correct, right. yeah. Yep. And Magneto gets, like, when, if you get people within two, 
like he's uh, like he's okay to like get up in the grill where Cable's not, and then he gets full rerolls on like any of his attacks, like within two or Cable gets one. So that makes him so consistent. He has an extra uh, dice on his builder. I don't know. Like it is kind of like a weird comparison because this is a five to a six. But just yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not it's not a fair comparison. Yeah. I, I recognize that. But but also I feel like it's relevant because I understand what you're um, going for. Yeah, everything we're saying about cable is also applicable to Magneto, except Magneto's really good. Yeah, and like, his, his leadership is amazing. Like when you compare like Magneto, if you compare most leaderships in the game to like this, is like so Spider Foes for example, is Spider Foes uh is theirs once per turn. Uh, it's or is um, it every attack roll? One, no, it's one attack roll per turn. So one attack roll per it, turn. Okay, so it's similar. Yeah, yeah but I, <clears throat> I, I think mm, you were I, gonna say something better. Right? I think Spider Foes no, is better, I right? I do too. I do too. Yeah. I think it. I think it's definitely better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a better affiliation, and then that's on a four threat leader. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think Cable, like what I'm, I guess ultimately what I'm getting at is he's he feels on paper he looks good. In practice, I got played him a fair bit. It, everything feels a little bit more meh, which is is not what you want. It just feels very middling. So if your leader is a five or a six or even more, to be fair, like it to has fair. to be a model that is going to impact the game severely. Oh, Every turn, like outside of turn one, yeah. and you want it to impact the game on turn one as well. Yeah, and you want consistency with what they can do. I feel like he just doesn't like he gets one diary roll, but I feel like he just doesn't have a whole lot of consistency. And I've had games where he just like shits the bed on his dice, and he's doing a majority. He he needs to be doing a majority of your work, and it just it feels so well, terrible when that happens. And that one reroll is really awkward because like he's going to want to attack twice every turn and if you don't use it on the first one and then you just pull oh, spice on the second one yeah then you you lose it yeah yeah well uh one thing i will use talk that about, aggressively yeah one thing i will talk about before we go into actually like rating him that i do feel like adds value to him uh and that's the cat and mouse card that is for exports it's reactive uh and it's after all characters have been deployed and an exports character may play this card Place this character within two of its current position. This character cannot make more than one move action during its next act next activation. Essentially, what you do is you deploy Cable. You deploy him uh, most of the time. It's centrally, but you know if there's if you see they're like putting characters on like a B or something like that on one side that you really want to like scalpel out, uh, or maybe like a D shape or something like that. Like you could put them off center, but I feel like a lot of the times it goes uh, center. Uh, it's a free card to play, so you just play it. You place him within two. Again, he's on a medium base, so you, you're getting like good distance off that. Uh, he has enough power, uh, turn one, to body slide by one. So you put him another two forward. Uh, you walk if you need to, but most of the time, the two plays plus a body slide, if you're activating him toward the end of the round, uh, that's enough to get you in range to double tap people. And it's a very strong like turn one play. Um, no one else in the game, uh, well, Malekith used to, no one else in the game quite has, like, an impact. <laughs> <laughs> I guess She-Hulk with, uh, um, oh shit, what's that card? Uh, uh, oh. Special Delivery. What is it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that one, I guess, uh, does have, like, a similar effect to it, but, 
it's just like a good like turn one play um and you know again you're kind of praying to the dice gods if you get good rolls on your double plasma rifles you can like easily set up his next two two turns like with the power that you'll get so i don't know it, it's a very strong play i feel like i'd be kind of remiss if i didn't bring up cat and mouse because i feel like it's almost exclusively stapled to cable but uh yeah so unless anybody has anything else that they would like to chime in i feel like we can kind of go underrating them all right uh so i started with brad asking about it so brandon why don't you why don't you take us off here and give us a rating for cable uh i really want to give like a dual rating on cable because i think as a leader he's like a c plus mm-hmm. but i don't think he's necessarily that bad as an overall model like i said i think he fits in actually really well with the Avengers, um, but I don't know if that's going to be... Because Avengers have such a good car. I'm sticking with the C+. Okay. Maybe that... that for those of you at home, if you're if you're listening right now, uh, uh, you made it this far of the cast, and so you're listening to the character review, which I would assume. That's why you're coming to the cast. But uh, if you would like us to actually like review an affiliation, let us know. Uh, we've we've kind of toyed around with the idea of that before, maybe like giving an affiliation a review. So if that's something that you'd be interested to hear... Please let us know, and uh, we'd be happy to do it. Uh, just kind of rate the uh, affiliation as a whole. But, anyways, uh, go ahead, Fred. Uh, I, I want to give this this good gentleman a B minus, which I think is being a little bit generous. Uh, but I think that he is, like everything on here is good. I want, and I'm sure that he does a lot of work when the dice gods want to play nice. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to give him a B minus. All right. Brad? B minus. Uh, C plus for me. Uh, like, uh, I've played him enough to where I'm the, like, he, he's okay. Uh, I say C plus is like about as middle of the road as you can get. I feel like that's where Cable is. So We have recently been like largely very close together <laughs> as get, a group. Getting in the same mindset there, baby. <laughs> Is it a problem? <laughs> oh, no, it's not a problem at all. That just means that we're in sync, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we got our Bluetooth all synced up. We're good to go. I think in reality, all it is is that we've, like, pounded negativity into Fred, and he's giving lower grades than he normally does. <laughs> it's just uh, being ground down slowly. I don't, hey, how much of that influence do you think is me influencing everyone else just a little bit, too? Oh, huh? there it is. You are very hey, infectious. Much- yeah, I think that's probably what it is. <laughs> That's much more likely than the alternative. I think, I think that's what it is, yeah. All right, so uh, you said C-plus, right, Brian? Or did you say C-minus? Yeah. All right, yeah, so two C-pluses, two B-minuses uh, coming out for Cable. Um, yeah, uh, he, he's he's middle of the road. If you like him, play him. If you like the affiliation, you think they're cool, play him. I mean, he's a cool-looking model. I like the shield on him, so, yeah. All right. I, I, think, I think even – I think this is an interesting model because I feel like as a group we've played X-Force a lot. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, between everybody, like, and locally, I think there has been quite a bit of X-Force play, mostly on Brad's not part. Fred. No, not Fred. Fred did not play X-Force. I've never played them. But uh, uh, the three of us uh, have played also, uh Also, his model looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, like, he's it's a good model. good model. I don't know. He's all right. I wanted him to, I was excited for him. I wanted him to perform well on the table, but sometimes, sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't, and... Again, when you look at it competitively, you really want that consistency. So, 
All right, well, uh, I think we can move on to comic review. And Brad, I know that you know all about the Summers family, so why don't you uh, take it? Oh yeah, take it from I here. Love the Summers family. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. There we go. I had to bring up my notes app. So Cable, uh, the son of Scott Summers, Cyclops, and a clone of Jean Grey named Madeline Pryor. Uh, has been in the comics since late 80s, early 90s. I should have looked up when he first premiered. He first premiered in like New Mutants 98, maybe somewhere in there. Um, New to Mutants 86 in February of 1986. Wow, he's he was in New Mutants for a lot longer than I thought before it ended. What was the year? Uh, 1990 February of 90 uh, uh, for a while he all his his name was just cable he had no alternate name and you didn't really know where he came from and then like after his creator went off to go to form another company they made him Scott Summers son um, so that was all a big retcon uh, for a while he was the clone Oh, Scott Summers' son, because someone else is claiming to be the real one. Anyway, Cable is an interesting and very popular character amongst comic readers. Um, I personally, uh, I'm hot and cold on him. Sometimes I like his comics, and sometimes I don't. I love Young Cable, though. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. My like headphone made a weird noise, so I was just making sure everyone's still there. Anyway, uh, at one point, a younger version of Cable kills Cable and hangs around in our in the current timeline for a while. I love that Cable. That Cable's great. Anyway, this Cable, uh, I I picked none of his stories because I figure we will get a young Cable bottle at some point. So we're gonna talk about old Cable. And I, and I have of two different stories here. The first one is Cable 48 through 70. It's a pretty long run of comics. This is a couple different writers, including James Robinson and Joe Casey. And the glue holding this together is art by Jose. Oh, I think we lost you, Brad. You yeah, lost this... me? For how I long? Am. Just a second. No, uh, you oh, no, no. I, I, I paused because... Um, oh, that's a that's a lowercase L. La, la, Ladron? Oh, L-A-D-R-O-N-N. Yeah. Um, he faked us out. It looked, it looked like a yeah, capital... Yeah, it went dead silent. It looked like a capital I, so I was a little confused for a second. Um this is a very good run of cable comics that no one ever talks about. Like I listened to some X-Men podcasts and one of them reviews X-Men stories and they just kind of pick and choose from whatever. And they were recently talking about two stories within this run. And they're like, both of the people were like, we forgot how good these comics are. Like we should really like, not forget that later the artist jose um he does a pretty good jack kirby impression 
Um, oh. And and so it's got this like classic feel to it, but this these are from the '90s, and there's like overlap with Shield and um, they're bombastic, and it just it feels like classic comics, and they're really good. Um, and it get a wide variety of stories within that run 48 to 70 so you get a really good like understanding of who cable is because he's goes through a lot so um good recommendation there then okay how do i explain this the next story is cable 155 through 158 which the numbering sounds like it should be from the same series but it's not really it's a different series, but they went back to the old numbering. Okay. Anyway, Boy, this is like, like this. Like X Men isn't confusing enough. <laughs> no, that's comics. That's not an X Men. Well, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, superhero yeah. comics, <laughs> like Detective Comics, Batman comic. It, it started with number one. It went for a long time. The same numbering, like hundreds of issues. And then they went back to number one, and they went back to number one a bunch. But <laughs> when they hit a thousand issues, they started numbering them one thousand, one thousand and one, one thousand and two. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Even though they're not continuously numbered, anyway. This cable one fifty five through one fifty eight is by Zach Thompson, Lonnie Nadler, and the artist is Herman Peralta. The Nabbler. And what? Uh, you said Nabbler, so I said the Nabbler, like he was some kind of villain. Nadler. Oh, they said Nab. I was like, that's a funny Nab. name. I'm gonna say it like he's a villain. Okay. Um, I added nothing to this. Go ahead. Anyway, that made me think of Napster. <laughs> Napster. Um. So, a big mistake that Cable made in his past uh, comes back and threatens him and his adoptive daughter. And he tells her the story of what happened, the biggest mistake he's ever made. And then they have to deal now with the repercussions from that. Um, It's good. It's touching. It's surprisingly deep. Uh, it goes into his past being raised like 3,000 years in the future. Uh, that's part of it. And it's, it's got a really touching scene between um, him and the girl he raised as his own daughter. It's like the future so. that he's always in, like it's like just sentinel ridden. No. So Bishop's from a sentinel ridden future. That's right. Cable is from a future far past that, far, far past that. Um, What's the minimum IQ you would have to have to like completely understand X Men comics? Every time Brad goes into X Men comics, I feel like it's like that. I'm in like that fucking meme where like the guys like looking and there's just like equations everywhere. Like I'm trying to <laughs> piece it together. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, superhero comics are dumb so you don't have to be that smart to remember it all like i forget so many things but to remember it all you just have a good have to have a good memory anyway cables from a future where apocalypse has taken over 
like way in the future. Because Apocalypse is eternal. He never dies. Okay. All right. That's cool. All right. Well. And, oh, I, well, I might as well mention this because this is fun. Uh, Cable is the Messiah and he has a whole religion that worships him. Oh, oh well, you that's a big <laughs> one. You left that out. That's good. I thought you were just going to say that he's like by far the best like Summers model in the game. Summers model? That's oh my fun. gosh. I mean, that's true, right? We only have the two. Yeah, yeah there's like 84 of them, Brandon. Well, yeah. I, we want to count his fake wife. It kind of. Yeah, his his real wife. Or real, uh, yeah, real wife of a uh, fake They got mom. married. Yeah. They got married. Um, even counting her, he's the best. Maybe Havoc will be good. I would hope so. We could also count his uh, quote-unquote mother, and uh, he still has that. His mother? Yeah. Who are you talking about? The Nabbler. No, the the clone <laughs> is of Jean Grey. Oh, oh. That's why Cable, I said his fake mother. Cable's mother. The, the weird... Let's get into weirdness... Uh, so Cable's biological mother is a clone of Jean, but the baby was taken from her very shortly after it was born and is not long after raised by, um, Scott and Jean for a little bit. And then it's sent into the future and is raised for... A couple years by his sister, his alternate universe sister, who was never born in the main universe. And then during Gene and Scott's honeymoon, their minds get transported through time into clone bodies of them that don't have superpowers in Cable's future. And he is raised by Scott and Gene in the future. Jesus Christ. What a honeymoon. What a honeymoon! Isn't there and a the, significant amount of com- like cable comics where he's like just time traveling with a baby attached to him? Yes, that's the his adopted baby Hope. Yeah, who's not related. She is Hope Summers. She is not actually related to the Summers family. There uh, it is. Yeah, Cable raises her as Bishop tries to hunt her down because Bishop thinks that she's going to bring around the Sentinel future. Oh my gosh! You know That's what this a, he's is? He's trying is to kill is, a baby. Uh, the meme of the guy like pointing at the chalkboard. It's like going crazy with like strings across the. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. On yeah. it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Great yeah. show. That is a fantastic show. Yeah, that That's is one hundred percent the. It's uh, going right now. Yeah. Hey Brad. Try to explain the Summers family. Uh, don't don't hey, don't ask Brad another Summers Summers family question. This is gonna be a fucking two hour episode. Hey hey Brad. It's not. I'm not going to. I'm just gonna say that uh, your description has drawn me very close to uh, recommending Death Stranding because of a, a man from a dead future carrying around a baby. Oh but there. No, there you go. You should have just done it. Yeah. Uh, Cable not is not to... my favorite child of scott summers though god it's ruby right it's the it's it's the person it is ruby summers 
You've said is, this before. <laughs> yeah, who is the daughter of Scott and Emma Frost, the White Queen. And Emma Frost is a telepath who can turn into diamonds. That's her secondary mutation. Ruby Summers is made of Ruby Quartz, the same stuff that blocks uh, Cyclops' visor. And she has eye beams as well. And she's awesome. Way cooler than Cyclops. Yeah. I wish all of Cyclops' children end up in the main universe, even the alternate version of Cable, who was by by an engineered, by Sinister, from Jean Grey and Cyclops' DNA. Uh, okay that's that's right. nate gray god. but all of them god the we're moving on we're moving on i think all of them end up in the main universe except ruby summers and i want her in the main universe bring her back marvel <laughs> i apologize for everybody at home like this is this is a tenth of what we've endured at the shop when you really get brad on the summers family tree he, he's very passionate <laughs> about the summers family i think i've had like a brain bleed Oh my god, I need to talk about further Brand- Brandon Cyclops and Phoenix at some other episode. Brandon, you want to give us your co- your your roster recommendation that we already spoiled? Yeah, a little, a little spoiler earlier in the episode, but uh, I do think he the best place for Cable is not X-Force. Um, I 100% uh, agree with what we said earlier. I do think his best home is in an Avengers list with um, a tall Avengers list with Captain America where you can actually get value out of some of the higher threat Avenger models and play a little bit different game um, with Avengers, which is kind of always a little bit funner. But I think um, it really, really helps Cable. Um, like, other than that, like, the ways you really want to help him. I also really like him um, in that list with uh, Baron Morta being able to pump plasma rifle as well as um, for a cheaper cost is very helpful. And I think, um, Oh yeah. Seven dice builders, of, yeah. Yeah. And I think Mordo does a lot of good things in that. Like I said, that little combination at 12 points is uh, a pretty good start for a decent list and giving him excess amounts of power, giving them seven dice builders, um, and you usually want to do it on the second attack, so you hopefully get incinerate off the first attack. And then allowing him to use his Omega level threat. Um, if you've caught on, I'm real big on throwing stuff in this game. So, yep, that's good. I, I like that. I didn't. I, I knew about like him and Avengers, but I didn't consider Baron Baron Mordo. That's actually really good tech. I like that. Yeah, it also helps because he is affiliated with the Avengers. Yeah, so that that definitely Baron it helps Mordo is not an Avenger. He's talking about Cable. Cable. I'm saying, like, on a three-model base, two of them have our Avengers caught and everyone else in the game seemingly Avengers-affiliated. You won't have any trouble staying affiliated, is what I'm getting at. Yep. All right, that's a good suggestion. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Fred, take us take us out with the non-sequitur. All right, so uh, I'm about to be the most hated person in the universe for this one. I doubt that. All right. Uh, Scott Summers and then Cable, and then Hope Summers. That would make Cable kind of like the middle summer, right? Sort of a mid-summer. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> have you guys seen the horror movie called Midsommar? I have not. 
so it is the I th- oh I don't know if the number is correct, but it is the second movie I think by director Ari Aster. He's the guy who did Hereditary, and this is a movie based around a group of folks who go to uh, uh, participate in the midsummer ritual of a of a community that lives by the old ways in Sweden, and it is an excellent horror movie. I've heard it it's is, good. It, yeah, it's very good. It's not scary it, though, right? It, it's just psychological. It's suspenseful. Uh, suspenseful. It's, yeah, it, it is suspenseful. It's not really spooky, spooky, uh, but it uses the thing about Ari Aster is he uses grief as his method of horror, and this is a movie that is dripping in it, <laughs> and it is highly effective. So okay. uh, I would say that it's one of the better horror movies that's come out in the past five years definitely up there okay uh and this has been a very good year for horror so it uh, was the second non-short uh movie that he directed a non-short a what it's probably his his second uh full length yeah oh yeah 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 non-short yeah yeah. yep i was not going to discredit shorts as movies so wasn't gonna do that not getting yelled at i'm i think uh, this is another solid Fred recommendation, guys. Have you seen it, Brad? Yeah, it was so good. Oh, okay. It is. It, it is the maybe the best movie I'm never gonna watch again. <laughs> that, you know what? That's a pretty good description of it. <laughs> and for, I don't know how long I, I finally have stopped. I thought about that movie at least once a week for months and months and months after I saw it. Wow. It is. It is a deeply affecting movie. I will say that very much. Uh, uh, you will think about it quite a bit after yeah. after watching it, and that is uh, th- that is high praise for a two-hour horror movie. Okay, because like- most of those you walk out of and it slides off your brain in in no time at all. I I've always heard really uh, really great things about it. It's just one that I've not ever made the time to like sit down and watch, but I need to. That's why I probably will do that, Fred. Yeah, uh, uh, just a content warning for everybody. It is. It does deal in uh, the category of self-harm and uh, uh, people who take their own life. So it is a very intense and very grief-filled movie, but it's also very good. All right. Well, thank you very much, Fred. And if you guys are still sticking with us at the very end of the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't don't bring up Summers. Oh, and, hey, uh, hey, hey. Watch out for the network. Here we go. Oh, geez. Before we Jesus. Go. Jesus. Here we go. Here we go. No, 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 no. I, I've looked at the YouTube and, and stuff, and I know that there are a lot of people who aren't listening right now. So if you are listening right now, make a comment. About your favorite pizza topping. Ooh. Oh. Just just to prove that you made it this far. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what we can do for you if you do do that, but I will personally get on those comments and I I, I will comment if you give us if you give us your, your pizza topping. So You might mess around and get a free pizza, you never <laughs> know. Oh jeez, don't start that. Oh I got in the cast now, you're giving away stuff. <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>